This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. Welcome back. This is Trey on The Comeback. I am so excited to uh, be with you today to share stories of inspiration. I have five of them in front of me right now, and honestly, each and every one of them could have their own episode. They have stories of courage, of grit, of determination, um, but behind all of that is are these God stories where He has rescued them out of the depths and the darkness and the despair of active addiction but they have all had to make a choice to turn into this thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of our audience, people that are currently in our program, parents who are listening, wondering, is there any hope for their loved ones? Spouses who are listening, is there any hope? Um, I think about um, other people who are on the fence that are caught in active addiction, and they're thinking, you know, is it, you know what, what? What do you mean getting sober? Like, what 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 would that even look like? Does that mean that I am going to be sentenced to a life of boredom, of going to uh, Bible studies with crusty old people that really don't even love the Lord and they just want to talk about the weather and college football at the coffee pot? Or like, what what, what does that even mean? You know, like like sobriety. I'm trying to think back on stuff that I used to deal with. Um, that that just when when people introduced this concept of recovery of sobriety to me and where my mind went and uh, all of those things are out there like that's the audience that's who's listening um, but I'm in front of five men who came in to this particular program to Good Landing Recovery and finished the program you've graduated. And now everybody on staff, um, everybody here has over a year, except for one person who has 11 months and some change, <laughs> going to be there on February the, February the 1st. And, you know, y'all obviously did something different. You know, we look at all the statistics, we look at all the gloom and doom, and, and this is just doing me so much good to be in front of y'all right now because... You know, what oftentimes gets our attention, you know, are all of the fires and, you know, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The crisis situations. And you're running over here to deal with this and, you know, what, whatever it might be that, that would come up, especially in, in this line of work. Um, so to have all five of y'all in front of me right now, it's just this big, huge reminder that it's all worth it. And it really does work, and God is still in the business, and there are people out there that have really, that they're sick and tired, and they've drawn the line in the sand, as you said, Daniel. And um, anyway, I just want to just say on the front end of this, like it is an honor to be in front of you right now. It's an honor to run with you. It's an honor to be in the fire with you. And I've watched you guys go above and beyond um, people that I can trust, that I can depend on, that I can call at any time of the night, 24 hours a day. You're going to respond. You're going to be available, and you're going to do whatever it takes. So I think I can't think or could not handpick 
a better group that I've seen live this day in and day out. And I've watched you walk through some hard things, some difficult things, whether it's difficult conversations or even some messes maybe that, that you made in your own life that you could have used as a reason to say, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm not going to do this anymore. Either this is too embarrassing or, you know, this is too hard or this isn't worth it. But every one of you have pivoted off of that in your here. So if anybody, I know we didn't really plan this or don't have any order of who wants to share or what that's going to look like, maybe talk to us a little bit about um, what does it take to make it? For me, you know, I was What's your name? David Hobbs. The real David Hobbs. A.K.A. the real David Hobbs. You know, I was in addiction for so long, and toward the end of it, I got to where I hated it. I felt like I was stuck in a rut, like a revolving door that I couldn't get out of. I felt like I couldn't get out of the circumstances I was in, and this is just the way it was. And um, I was on felony probation. I got arrested, and I was charged with another felony. You know, burglary of a dwelling in a Captain America outfit, put on the news, as most people knows. And um, first week in jail, man, I was so angry. I was blaming everybody but myself. Second week in jail, I started praying to God and thanking him for having me arrested and giving me a chance to get sober in jail. And I was just asking him, I was like, God, please change my circumstances. Don't let me get out of jail and go right back to what I was same thing I was doing. And I would call my mom once a night from jail. About the third week, third weekend, <clears throat> She, uh, one night she told me, she was like, do you know Trey Lewis? I said, yes, absolutely. I've known him for a long time. She was like, well, he has a treatment center in Georgia. He said, if you can get out of jail, he wants you to come. Do you want to go? I didn't even think about it. I said, absolutely. And to make it in sobriety, to make it in recovery, uh, I think it takes a couple of things. One, I think you have, a, you have to have an open mind. You know, you can't come in with a negative mindset trying to tell people what's wrong with the program. You know, like you can nitpick anything, you know. Yeah. And you got to have a willingness to give up your old life and start a new life, you know. And God can restore everything. You just have to let Him. You have to be open. You have to open your heart. And you know, nobody's perfect. I definitely made mistakes along the way, but I do believe that they get fewer and far in between. That's awesome. That is really cool. My name's Kyle Johnson. What's up, oh, Kyle? How's it going? I uh, I definitely thought when I was in my active addiction that it was it was definitely somebody else's fault. I was drinking in excess because I was either A, masking pain or job worries or law troubles. I've been arrested for DUI nine times, um, but I always got bailed out of jail. Clearly like the was, system is failing us. <laughs> <laughs> but it was never... It was never enough, like probation, jail time, whatever. It, it didn't matter. I just liked to drink, and I got caught when I did. And I went to detox, and someone had mentioned good landing, and I didn't know anything better. I just wanted to do 30 days and get back to work. I didn't want to do anything else. I had told everyone that I wasn't going to do it, do anymore. And I got here to good landing. Uh, still was a little reserved about where I was, what I was going to do. My relationship with God still wasn't where I needed it to be. And as I got here and got through my first 30 days, I really saw that there was stuff here that could help me, help my family, help get me back to where I needed to be. And at that point, my relationship with God started to grow. I started to pray more. I enjoyed worship music, stuff that I just didn't, didn't have. Well, I had it growing up. I just didn't 
continue it into my adult life. Um, I was, I, I come through the program, graduated, got put on staff, was doing great, Was felt like I was absolutely killing it, hit a major speed bump, thought it was going to derail me forever, didn't think that I'd get back to it. Uh, actually, Trey called me, asked me if I would work here again, and I work with some of the greatest guys that I've could ever imagine to work with and with Trey right alongside Trey as well. Bro, just to, you know, you, you, you talk about, you know, hitting a, a speed bump or road bump or whatever you called it. But, you know, just, the thing is, is that, you know, we, we all want our path to be linear. You know, I came in to treatment you know, in my first week, God encountered me. And then I just cruised through the rest of life and I was perfect. You know, there was this one time that, you know, I almost said a cuss word, but I didn't. And, you know, and everything is just happily ever after. But the reality is, is that, you know, that that's not how it works. And I know that I've made some of the craziest mistakes, you know, a- after I've known the Lord and, and I think that is, if, if people can understand that whenever you make mistakes, whatever that might be, you might, you might leave and, you know, you've, you got your six-month chip, but you end up getting, you know, fired at work, or you end up, I don't know, Alabama. driving to, to Alabama like, like Hobbs did and realizing that he needed to turn around and come back. But it's those that, that, that realize, like, hey, in the middle of mistake, like, you don't have to run the thing off the cliff. You know, and you, you can hit the e-brake at any time, get back on the road. You know, we just don't pick up. And and there, you know, what you'll find out, I remember in the beginning is that, you know, people talk a lot about like, hey, the one thing at least I didn't use today. And um, I, I had a day like that, I don't know, maybe it was a year ago, several months ago. And the day was so bad. It was so bad that literally I just laid my head down that night. And I'm like, thank God I didn't put a needle in my arm. You know, thank God I didn't use today and and that and that was still a win and that's what i've seen from from every one of you guys man you've just stayed in here you didn't drive the thing completely off the cliff and it's just it's just something to say about that it's something i think that we just want to celebrate these highs it's like facebook right you know you just kind of look on facebook and you just see you know everybody's like the picture perfect moment when all the kids are right there together and you look like you know you just you know, everything looks like a million bucks, but what they didn't see, you know, 30 seconds before are yelling at the kids and, you know, doing everything in your power to try to get get there. The person that, you know, posts the picture of the, the new car, but, you know, doesn't post a picture that they can't pay the bill. But anyway. <laughs> I'm Troy Merle. I was just looking around the room and uh, I remember coming into to good landing and uh, there might have, I don't know, 60, 50, I'm, I'm not sure how many clients were here. But um, after being here a while, there were a few men that I invited to please, um, like, call me on my crap to to, to um, let me know if they see me getting, you know, and, and just to speak into my life. And the funny thing is, looking around, they're sitting around me right now. Um, and we kind of did the same thing with each other. You know, uh, it's, it's a lot of times I don't see my own problems. I don't see my own Things and, and Trey, you were talking about uh, you know we don't have to you know drive it just completely off and just self destruct. Me left alone, I do. Um, but having some men 
that I can trust, that that they can they can tell me something, even though I don't want to hear it, and and I trust and know that they care about me enough. They they really don't have a dog in the fight other than they care about me. Um, but you know you have to look around and find those people because you can also find somebody that doesn't have your best interest out there. But that's it's a really uncomfortable thing too to ask another man to call me on my BS, um, and then also to stop and listen to them. And and we're just saying it's. I've never sat back and laughed at a relapse, but we've all, all of us in this room have sat back and laughed at mistakes we've made other than relapse. Mm-hmm. Um, left with enough time. We can sit back and laugh back. Can you believe when you did whatever? And not that it's funny or, or, or to minimize it, but if I just don't use because of those things, at some point it doesn't have that same sting. Yeah. It doesn't have the same, you know, if I don't go out there and as you said, stick a needle in my arm, it, it hurts really bad now or in the situation and I'll try to run from it and hide from it. But a few months down the road, a few weeks down the road, a few 24 hours, we're all sitting around laughing about this crazy whatever that we did or our or mistake we made or bad judgment or lapse of. And I just think, you know, for me, it was really important to be able to have some good men to speak into my life and be willing to listen to it. Because a lot of times it's not comfortable. Um, you know, so to seek out some, some good people that you see that they're doing the same common goal because um, I like you know I don't like to be told no I don't like to be told what to do I'm a grown man but clearly <laughs> I do you know if you look at my past it's uh, I do a lot better when I'm willing to listen and, and take some advice even though it's not comfortable um, and, and what a blessing because uh, a lot of times I'll pray and I meditate and I hear nothing but if I pay attention and I'm and I'm God centered when the other men and women say certain things I'm like ah oh, Thank you, God. That's that's you. Know, when I'm just aware, when I'm in tune, when I'm not, nobody can. No, I'm just untouchable. You know, unreachable. Um, but I was just thinking as we're starting this, each and every one sitting in this room has said something that just greatly impacted my life. That that probably kept me from sticking a needle in my arm because I don't I don't like to feel. Yeah. And just learn that it's okay. We all do, and we can get through it. And eventually, we can laugh about it if I just don't get high. And you've been through some hard stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is not, you know, you came in and decided to get clean and decided to live for God, and then, you know, he just showed up with a million dollars and the perfect life, and, you know, everything just worked out, you know. And, 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 I, and I know, um, you know, that some of those details, and, th- and they were hard, you know. I mean, I think where most people would have been like, God, why are you doing this to me? This isn't worth it anymore. Like, I'm over here trying to do what's right, trying to help people. You know, trying to serve, like I'm not even, you know, being about money or doing anything that you could have gone and done, and yet, you know, there were still some some incidents that you know that happened that you know you thought that you had done your due diligence to make you know sure that everything was was free and clear, but then you you end up in a situation where you could have just thrown in the towel. But you didn't, and then you came back, and then you've been faithful in the small things. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know where I would be if I had to face some of that stuff, man. It's just incredible. But as you were saying that, and uh, you know, I, I kept hearing you say, I, "Me, you, you, you." I'm incapable of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just glad that I was able to come here and get. 
some uh, some money in the bank per se to, to get some spiritual fitness to get some some men to speak into my life so I was able to go through those things without self-destructing without giving up you know I had a great opportunity for six months there to do whatever I wanted to and use and this and that and nobody would have ever been able to know right I had a free pay. no there would have been no way for anybody to know it would have been okay in that situation mm-hmm. but um, I just remember my last relapse, the pain of spiritual disconnect and how deep and terrible it was. And then I also had people around here that picked the phone up and I was able to talk to you. Yeah. You know, just the, the benefit of doing the work up front. Don't wait until those things happen. You know, my son, I see you, all that type stuff. I was ready to go. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. I thought y'all were crazy. Best thing the world ever did. Just stay sit. Plenty of good reasons to go. But uh, it just wasn't the best thing. What a blessing. You know, just sitting through it. Just sitting through it. Yeah. So good, man. My man, Connor. What up? How, are, how old are you, sir? I am 21. 21. Yeah. How old were you when you got to Good Landing? So, yeah. <laughs> so, tw- I guess, was it 20? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you'd had two 19, birthdays. Maybe. In yeah. Were you 19 so, or 20 whenever you got okay. here? Might have, might have been 19 just about to, to hit the, hit the <laughs> We 20. celebrated 2-0 here. So. It's incredible, man. I, I just have seen so much from you, um, watching your life, watching the, the man that you've become, the professional that you have become, and to um, you know really just, just do this thing, enthusiastic at wherever I put you. And then now to see you um, just really doing some some high level things and you know vision focus. So man, just just talk, I mean at twenty one, I mean I, I just like like that alone is a miracle. I am gonna let you talk, but just to to think about where you know twenty one year old is when are they get introduced to. To God and to recovery and you know it's just just amazing man talk to us about what it takes yeah thank you man I, I really appreciate that I appreciate the opportunity that I've been given and um, I can't thank you enough man seriously um, I guess what, what it was for me is I mean I started real real young like I'm sure a lot of us did in this room I was drinking and smoking around like 11 or 12 I mean I was real real early and um I, mean, I just had no sense of identity you know I was I was super sensitive I wouldn't have admitted that at the time and I guess as I got introduced to certain things I just became enamored with the lifestyle you know I was hanging out with certain people that were older than me and I just you know everything that they were doing was so cool and and slowly but surely it just took me down like just an awful path you know the thing that that was the only thing that helped me feel better. The only thing that, you know, I could always turn to it ended up being the thing that almost took me out. And so, you know, I just remember when I got here, you know, I had tried a couple times and, you know, I just, I was just kind of lost. I had no, no real direction. I didn't know who I was. I, I quickly realized I didn't have any real friends and, and I had no idea. I mean, who I was, I wouldn't have even known where to start. And, and like I said, man, just the guys sitting around me today that were able to kind of talk me out of just the craziness and all the guilt and the shame and all of that. And I just realized the thing that I loved the most almost took me out. None of those people 
really cared about me at the end of the day. And so I'm going to go just as hard at this as I did that. I'm going to learn everything about it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get everything that I can while I'm here and I'm going to go full speed. And, you know, and if I hated it, then I could always go back. And I just, I just quickly realized that, you know, it's, it's hard and being clean is filled with a lot of responsibility and, and hard and stressful times. But, but just being able to have a relationship with God and, and an amazing relationship with my family who had, who had written me off and, I mean, it just restored my life. It took this broken, you know, broken kid and just accelerated me, you know. And so I'm just, like I said, man, I'm just trying to get better every day, and, and I'm just grateful to be here. So good, man. We're so proud of you, just watching you do this thing, live it out. And, um, you know, I think you just summed it up. I mean, I think if just, just I, I am going to go just as hard after God and everything that he has for me as I did out there. And, and, I, and I really do see that from you. And, and I think that, that, that most people would even just say just, just a fraction of that effort you know, is going to produce benefits in our lives that are better than, than anything that we can imagine. So, man, thanks for, for setting an example um, you know, and just, just living this thing out. It's just awesome to, to run with you. Got my man Daniel Best in the house, who what is up? no stranger to the mic and to the podcast. What up? How's it going? Good. I'm, I'm sitting here just listening to all the guys, and they all kind of touched on um, a little bit of everything that, um, you know, has spoken into my life, identity, community. Um, I, was, I was thinking about when I first got here, and... I had burned a lot of bridges with, uh, with loved ones, um, and we talk about this hopelessness um, that maybe uh, family may ha- might have, and I think that if you asked any of these people who were, um, I call my loved ones, they probably had lost hope because I had, um, you know, until I got to Good Landing, really didn't know what sobriety was all about. Um, so when I first got here, I think I was afraid of a couple things. I, I was afraid of the future. I had left behind um, a career that I loved. Um, I was walking through a divorce. Um, but I think I was really afraid of being sober, of what that meant. Um, so I... It's tough, man. Um, I always believed in God, but I never had a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know that when I walked into the doors of Good Landing, something was different, and and that's where I started to find my identity. Um, and something that that Troy was talking about with community, the opposite of of addiction is community. And um, like all these guys have said. Uh, we're sitting around our best friends right now. And that is something that brought me through uh, probably some of the, the roughest part of my life, um, going through a divorce and, and uh, the result of all that. But uh, my relationship with God now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Um, I don't know, man. 
it's such a blessing to be here to sit in this circle. I'm so honored that you, that you invited us to to come here, man. The honor is mine. I mean, just to yeah. hear what's on the inside of y'all, and to know that, like I said on the front end, that it works. I mean, it really works. I mean, the the God thing that it works, a relationship with Him, and then, you know, the the quote, the the Mike Bickle quote that we we can't do God's part but God's not going to do our part. Like he won't do our part. And and I know it's by grace, and I know that, that we only love Him because He first loved us, but there is a time where we use the power that He's given us to lean into this thing, or we decide, you know what, I don't care. I know the grace is there. I know the power is there to be able to change, and I still am just going to go ahead and go back to my old my old ways. And y'all didn't do that. And, and though it's been hard, and you haven't been exempt, it hasn't been like, okay, well, these five right here, you know, y'all were really just protected. You know, everybody else who goes back out, man, they really have some hard stuff. And I'm just sitting here like, I just didn't even calculate this on the front end on what y'all have had to face since you've been in here. I mean, from, you know, losing your job to jail to divorce, you know. I mean, I'm I mean, I, there whenever... You know, you were served divorce papers and what what that was like. I mean, I remember the man, you know, being full of fear and the anxiety and everything that you had on the front end. And and that person no longer exists. I mean, you are a transformed. I mean, you are a new person that is sitting in front of me right now. And when you think about that kind of stuff, I mean, that that is just a fraction of turbulence at times. I mean, when, when you hear, you know. David, you were talking about you know the the you know how delusional people can be on the front end, and you know and you come in and it's everybody else's fault. You know if if only I would have been raised in a different family, if only the group instructor you know you know wore a blue shirt instead of a red shirt, and what whatever you know what I'm saying it's it's just the most absurd things that you will will look at. But at some point you know, and then also to to quote you from you know, from this past Friday night is when you finally draw the line in the sand. And I think that is the, the common theme with all of you, drawing a line in the sand. And, and at some point, whether you, you really consciously understood that, but something happened where you said, I am no longer looking for a reason to go and screw up, but I have now, I am looking for reasons to, to stay and play no matter what, no matter what comes my way. And here you are. And I hope that everybody that that's listening, you know, this isn't, you know, some, you know, clinician, you know, reading out of a book. You know, this isn't, um, you know, just just some talking head pontificating. But these are real people that have chosen to to live this thing out um, for for a lot of days in a row now. So um, we're getting ready to conclude. Anybody got any final thoughts? I was just thinking you said that God will do his part, but we have to do ours. That's like when my mom, when I talked to my mom, she asked me if I wanted to go to rehab. I could have said, no, I've dried out in jail. I could have convinced her of that. You know, I was good at doing stuff like that. But I chose to come here. You know, I wasn't court mandated. I chose to come here. You know, but I could have chose to go back, go back out and stay in addiction. And, you know, if I would have done that, I would have never gotten sober. I would have never have a changed life. I would have never got closer to God. 
and I wouldn't change my life right now for the world. You know, I've, I spent two birthdays here, two Christmases here, two Thanksgivings here. I've been here for 16 months. I've been home for three days in the last 16 months. But that's my choice, though. You know, yeah, I love my mother, I love my family, but this is my home. Amen. Wow. I would just... Strong. I would just say that there's nothing inherently different about me. I mean, everybody's special and unique in their own way. But at the end of the day, I decided that it was time for me to show up. You know, and I and I, you know, I remember praying and saying, God, if you show up, then I will too. And I, I gave it everything I had. And that's the only difference between me and anybody else is that there's going to be a time where you've got to show up. I was sitting there thinking... <clears throat> Uh, a lot of us have been to a lot of rehabs and tried to get sober for a long time and a lot of years. But one of the things I heard that didn't make a lot of sense when I came here is uh, I remember in the very beginning you had said something about, you know, well, getting sober, you're, every one of you are sober. You've been in this room for more than a couple hours. Um, and, and, and you would went on, it was uh, many more groups. But then since then I've learned that, you know, getting sober is just not good enough. Just staying dry, not using, that's really a byproduct of all these other things. Um, you know, staying spiritually fit and, and working on myself and, and trying to be more honest, just all those type things. That's what makes me want to stay sober. Um, I think I used to do it backwards. Let's just work on just the not putting drugs in my body, you know, and, and that, that type thing and not mixing those other components with it here. And I think it was just something that's, it's been a blessing that um, all drugs aside is I like what I see in the mirror today. Um, you know, I don't have to, you know, spray paint my mirror so I can walk through the bathroom. I can walk through, and I'm not perfect, absolutely not perfect, but um, I'm proud of myself. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's one of those things that it becomes a point that it's, it's just worth it because yeah. I'm happy. So good, man. So good. I, I remember literally being embarrassed at the sound of my name. Like when I when I would say my own name, like it, it would bring embarrassment to me. And then, you know, I just, I, I, I was talking about this the other day, but it, anyway, it, it's just, I'm just not in that place anymore where my own name doesn't embarrass me anymore. And I'm not embarrassed because other people have to be my friend. And that that is... You just you kind of you kind of wake up one day and you just think like that that's just normal. But when you think about like how sad that is, you know that somebody that we would get to a place where, you know, you just you just you just can't believe the the person that you've become, and you know probably even just wondering from that place like man what's what's the purpose to to live and all the thoughts that come along with that. You know, and then now being in, in this this part of the journey, and, and we really haven't even started to live yet, yeah. which is cool. I'd just like to say that um, I guess it was a few weeks ago when we had our, our Christmas Christmas shindig, and Charlie said that that he knew us all when we were in a cave and that we are now stepping out of that cave into the light. And it, it for me, it's amazing to be able to look back and see where we've all come from and what we've gone through to get outside of that cave and and to know that that me who didn't have much relation with God hardly at all that I now pray on a regular basis I am in the word and it's it's the guys sitting here with me that have gotten me to that point plus being here at good landing of course so I just 
I think it's awesome to be able to see that, yes, we were in that cave and that cave is, you know, early, early recovery, but now we're all moving forward out into the light of, of amazing things here at Good Landing. Amen. So good. Cave dwellers coming into the light. <laughs> Can I add one more thing? Yeah, please. Um, this thing that we talked about, I just, I just want to encourage all the people that are listening that are early on in this thing. Um, drawing a line in the sand is a real thing, and it's time to put your foot on the throat of the devil and be done with the nonsense because the blessings on the other side of this far outweigh anything that you've experienced so far. All you got to do is get on the other side of it. Um, and that's the truth. Yeah. So good. It is. I mean, because you, you've got the season now where you've got your foot on the throat of this thing. You know, once you walk through these doors, once you, you know, get the, the, the dope out of your system, and, and it really is. Either you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later. And you've got your foot on the throat of this thing. You might as well go ahead and finish it so that you're not waking up in the first quarter of 2022 in yet another treatment center. So you guys have summed it up. I mean, it's laid out there plainly on what it takes to be able to make it. We're grateful for you. We'll do it again very soon. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.